Kate, there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> a lot. We just talked about Carrie Soto being back and her yes. comeback. Taylor Jenkins Reid, new book. Carrie Soto is back. That's right. And now we've recently read Tennis on Her Own Terms and In Her Own Words by Serena Williams, the Vogue cover article, which is coinciding with the U.S. Open. Yes, with her last and final appearance. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I feel like it's an embarrassment of riches for a tennis fan like myself. But it's, it's not even, that's not even the part I'm freaking out about. Yeah, it's, it's it's the narrative as we just talked about the narrative the themes because I love a st- I don't know squat about tennis and I love a story I love a good story and that is what Serena has given us that is what her Vogue article uh, essay has given us well, there's a lot to talk about there is in Serena's own words I mean it's a fantastic read first of all her article yeah. but so honest and I cried I mean I don't know if everybody yeah that's why I I sent this to you I'm like why am I crying why why am I crying and I didn't know if it was just because I do you know like the tennis narrative but but it made you cry too and it It did but I wonder if for different reasons oh I'm gonna talk about that I'm sure because there's I mean I bet there's some similar reasons yes and then some different reasons yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so what stood out to you about her story? Yeah. Well, I just, I, I got to read the beginning because this is part I like. Um, that kind of sets up the, the issue here. So she says, believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor of expanding our family. Maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady if I had that opportunity. But I'm turning 41 this month, and something's got to give. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that is, I think, the central conflict here yes. in, in the narrative that is Serena and, yeah. and what she's dealing with. And it's an article about her. She doesn't like the word retirement. She's she. I loved evolution. that part. Yes, yes. I loved that part. She yes. said, I, ne- I have never liked the word retirement. It doesn't feel like a modern word to me. I completely mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. I, I'm never retiring. Like what, what does that, that, that is an old word when you had like, you put in your 30 years at one company, you got a pension. Like this is, that is a, a model we don't, use anymore and is really so not good there she's anymore right. yeah mm-hmm. she is I agree. yeah and she says I'm, I'm i'm here to tell you that i'm evolving away from tennis toward other things that are important to me and that's right that. she's just shifting her focus yeah. to something else but yeah so yeah what stood out to me was just this conflict this this mm-hmm. which i think that's where we're going to agree or have yes. that 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 having to choose yeah. or feeling as if she has to choose and how that affects her differently as a woman than it would a male athlete, which I think was a, re- it's a really good point. It's something I don't, I didn't think about as much because of course, you know, to do a job like I do or you do whatever, things that don't involve our physical body as much, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> we can take maternity leave, but you know, I could, I could be on bed rest and 
probably still be a lawyer. I mean, I could sit there with yeah. my laptop or whatever, but like her actual profession yeah. is dependent on being physically at the top of your game. I mean, yes. she did play like, I guess, I forgot which was the Australian Open or whatever her last one was when she was two months pregnant and yeah. people made a big deal of that. But two months pregnant, you could still, yes. in theory, depending how your pregnancy is, um, exactly, perform physically. Yes. Right. But then, you know, when you're actually nine, ten months pregnant, you know you can't, you you just yeah. literally cannot do right. the, your job. The belly would get in the way of the stroke, of Completely. the running, of the, yeah. Yes. And yeah. then, you know, she had a difficult labor and then she had all these issues after physically. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she's right. That's why she says there, if I were Tom Brady, I mean, the, the woman would be doing the physical yeah. labor of expanding our family, but I am the only one that can do that. Yes. Um, and you know, there is, that's just a big, it's a big difference. Um, it is. That... It's a real, it's, it's, it's very literal. It takes an existential crisis and makes it very literal. Like her yeah. body, she needs her body. Yeah. 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 And so that to me, I was like, oh shit. And so if you want to have another child, which she does, which she talks about very openly in here, she really she really does have to choose yeah because she's also at a certain age where you know it's already more of challenging um or higher risk and right. coming both back pregnancy after and that, tennis though. yeah exactly both of them exactly yeah. so i don't know i mean that that was one of the main things of course that that jumped out to me and i know that yeah. you had written about mm -hmm. this um yourself yeah which yeah. you shared yeah, i did and it is not as literal, meaning in the physical way, but for me, I wrote about how I felt that being a lawyer, now not just being any lawyer, being the lawyer I was, mm -hmm. you know, at big firms and investment banks and working in a capacity that, as you know, a lot is expected of you. A lot of time, obviously, you're supposed to be billing 40 hours a week, Billing 40 hours a week does not mean working 40 hours a week. It means working far more than that and then billing 40 hours. And not only time, which is a big component, but also mental energy, space for thinking about things. You don't go, oh, well, I build my hour. Let me turn off my brain now. Mm -hmm. It's not how that works. And so it took too much away from me that I felt like it was – incompatible with being a mother for me mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. kind of mother I wanted to be, which is just the kind of mother I wanted to be. It's not anything. It's just, it was mostly about the time and the mental capacity. And so I felt like they were incompatible. And I was always trying to reconcile that how I could have wanted things that I think should be attainable being a mother and being a lawyer it's not not attainable <laughs> and right. yet I couldn't reconcile it in the way I wanted to I constantly felt torn I constantly felt like I was doing both of them not as well as I could be Right. And I hated that feeling. Yeah, because you don't want you want to no. do everything as best as, as you can. Yeah, um, yeah, and that is hard. And yeah, so and yours yeah. was not like hers. I mean, it's not the literal, as we're saying, no. like physicality of not being able to do it. Yours is much more the common one that 
that yeah. so many women feel, which is just, I can't reconcile this yeah. with the expectations that I have for exactly. myself for each of these things that mean so much to me. So, exactly. and I do feel like I have to choose. Um, yeah. And, and, and that, the fact that she's talking about it too, I think in such a, by the way, let me just say this, and yeah. I think this this is also different from her. I think the way I had to choose was was not as literal as hers. Mine is just I had to say, like, this is my top priority. And I can be a lawyer and I can be a mother at the same time, but I have to let go of those high expectations I have right. for one. Mm-hmm. And I ha- and then I can do it, but I gotta let go of of what I want. And I think that's the part that really killed me. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where I'm grateful to have, and we can talk about this more about what evolving or transitioning means in mm-hmm. this context, which is there are things that are not incompatible. I find that doing this podcast and writing, I can shoot for my highest self, my mm-hmm. highest standard without it being incompatible with mm-hmm. being my highest self as a mother. And right, that's different right. from the law. So I can do both, but I had to let go of, I'm just going to do this, period. Right. Not do it the way I would, not do it the best. And at certain times, what I've done is let go of motherhood in that way. And at certain times, I've let go of law in that way. Mm-hmm. Not that I stopped doing either one, but that I had to let go of my highest expectations for one. Because yes. the highest expectations for both were incompatible. Yes, yes. Oof, I like that. Yeah. So I mean, what else? And so another thing that really struck me in here, um, which was about just this has been her identity, right? And I'm kind of... Tennis, yeah. Yes, fascinated slash obsessed with... Um, with identity and 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 letting go as we did just talk about on on the Carrie Soto episode of of part of yourself and you know I think we talked on I think it was um Dervla McTiernan I think it was her um on her interview because she was a lawyer who had become a writer and and I don't remember what she said about it but I remember my response was I don't know what I would say I am who I am if I wasn't a lawyer I don't and also uh, Jillian McAllister said she did she was doing both lawyer and writer and published books not even at that point trying she was doing both when she felt torn about it her friend just said well which what are you a lawyer or are you a writer and she was like duh I'm a writer writer exactly like who are you that is her identity yes but just how scary it is to have to admit that maybe you're not going to be the thing that you've been. And mm-hmm. and for her, obviously, you have to magnify that times a million because she has been the greatest tennis player of yeah. all time. For Serena, and, yeah. And this part she wrote, but I've been reluctant to admit to myself or anyone else that I have to move on from playing tennis. Mm-hmm. Alexis, my husband, and I have hardly talked about it. It's like a taboo topic. I can't even have this conversation with my mom and dad. It's like it's not real until you say it out loud. It comes up, I get an uncomfortable lump in my throat, and I start to cry. The only person I've really gone there with is my therapist. And I love that she says that too in the article. Um, One thing I'm not going to do is sugarcoat this. I know that a lot of people are excited about and look forward to retiring. And I really wish I felt that way. 
But she mm-hmm. says, there's no happiness in this topic for me. I know it's not the usual thing to say, but I feel a great deal of pain. It's the hardest thing I could ever imagine. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate that I have to be at this crossroads. Oh. I mean, it's oh. such, It's she's so real and honest yeah. and vulnerable about this. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I fucking hate this. I don't yeah. want to have to choose. Like, don't make me. And I yeah. can't even talk about it. And I yeah. mean... To say that, I think I, I think it's really powerful, first of all, that she's admitting this yeah. on such a grand scale and stage for people, like saying the truth, you know? Yeah. But I also love that she she does plurify the truth because other people have she, her friends have retired and felt great relief great. and mm-hmm. happiness and joy. So she's not declaring hers as the truth. But yeah. a truth, truth, yeah. and that letting go is horrible and painful, and she hates it. I love and, that. And quite yeah. frankly, I bet I know she cites some of her friends who probably genuinely were happy. But I think there are a lot of people who just say that, you know, because they think that's what they're supposed to say. Mm, and she okay. is. Be, I mean, I think anyone like I mean, I've listened to Abby Wambach talk a million times on the podcast about having to leave soccer, and I think she wanted to leave soccer, but. She's very honest about how it was very difficult to figure out how to be someone other than yeah. Abby Wambach, world's greatest soccer player. Like it, it, when you've been that your whole yeah. life. So even when the people I think are happy to move on, they know it's time. I don't think it's easy for anybody when they've been up at that level and that's all they've known. And then I was thinking, I watched King Richard, the the Will Smith movie about Serena and Venus and I mean I don't know I I, I thought I knew their story um, but and I think most people do but I didn't quite realize until I watched that that I mean her father had this plan for them before they were born like he Mm. believed that this was their destiny and he Mm. told them from the minute they were born like this is your plan this is the plan for you you will be the greatest tennis players in the world what must that be like then? Mm. I mean, I'm talking about, oh, I have an identity as a lawyer. Okay, uh, yeah, but no one was telling me since like the minute <laughs> I was born that this was my destiny. Yeah. And, you know, that's not so easy to transition away from or evolve from, as she says, when it is literally what you've been told you're like on this earth to do. Yeah. That's makes what is a very difficult conflict to begin with even more deeply uh, heightened yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean the messaging that she's received from day one yeah because a lot of people powerful get an identity from the outside or the inside and like one comes Mm -hmm. first and leads the other but it sounds like hers are so like it was imposed on her and also so much yes, in her embraced by her oh my gosh mm-hmm. that it yeah. was it, it it's it's it is fully hers too so that's a lot but, but it's weird you know because it's not like she's being told from the beginning like you will you know you will be a mother uh you'll be a venture capitalist like all these other things mm. that are now part of her too and her dad was at least according to this like very set on making them get a good education and have other interests you know be more well-rounded but it doesn't change the fact that the message was this is your destiny. Yeah. Um, but I think, particularly with the motherhood, she is saying, like, but 
that is a huge part of me too. And like, I was one of five girls and I've, this is also what I want to do. And I think she's just finally letting herself explore these other versions of herself and is like, you know what? Wow. Like I'm, I got to, I'm going to go in that direction. Yeah. But she resents as I think I I did that the incompatibility of it Mm -hmm. to, to be the vision that you want in both realms and, how that's incompatible and it is the idea of like we can have it all yeah you can be she could play tennis she can absolutely play playing tennis and being a mother are not incompatible you can be a mother and you can be a tennis player but she can't be goes to that expectations thing Mm -hmm. it is yeah well that's like what you were saying you can't do it at the level you want want. and she Mm -hmm. says that there's always that's always been me i want to be great I want to be perfect. I know perfect doesn't exist, but whatever my perfect was, I never wanted to stop until I got it right. And that's what you're saying. Like if you, Uh if that's your mindset, then you can't just play tennis. Right. I mean, right. You can, but you have to let go of it. And I think you're really actually keying in on the, on the truth of it. And, and that essay that I wrote for Motherwell about feeling the irreconcilable differences of, of being the lawyer I wanted to be and the mother I wanted to be, it is about it's more about identity. You can yeah. be a lawyer and a mother mm-hmm. without a problem. It was that I had wanted to be a lawyer from my from when I was very very young, and it's yeah. not King Richard style, but my grandmother encouraged that from when I was five years old. Very early on, right. it was my identity before I was a lawyer, decades before I was a lawyer, and then. So was mother. And I carried them around as identities. Mm -hmm. And having to let go of an identity is painful. Having to let go of a job, having to let go of, of, of all these things can be easy or not easy. Having to let go of an identity is, it it feels impossible. It feels impossible. It's, it's a, it's so fraught. It Mm. is. Yes, exactly. But I wanted to talk about, I wonder if, now I'm setting aside Serena because I do think for her any identity loss or for anyone it would be a problem. But I wonder if this would be an essay that got so much attention if she was saying, so I'm going to retire from tennis and I'm going to be, um, which she has she's started a venture capital fund. Mm-hmm. She it feels very important. It feels very important to her mission mm-hmm. and that she wants to write big checks and that it, that's an important thing. And only 2% of women are getting VC money, money. Mm-hmm. and how crazy that is and how she can is in a position to rectify it. That seems really important to her, but it's not an identity in the same way. But had she had said, I'm retiring from tennis and I'm going to be this, would we be talking about it? Is it because it's motherhood that we're talking about it so much? Ooh, or is it because it's just Serena and her making this kind of announcement is going to get a lot of attention? I mean, or are you saying, why would we be talking about it? No, I, I just mean attention. Like other people retire and I guess they don't say, they don't bring up motherhood. No, or, no, absolutely. Right? And yeah. so they, we don't talk about it. Even some great people retire. Right, and right. And it's not as... Well, it's interesting actually because she mentions Tom Brady and we've talked about mm-hmm. this, him and Giselle. And I guess, you know, 
there's always been his, I've retired, unretired, but lots of retirement mm-hmm. talk around him. Yeah. And he does reference, though it is obviously not wanting the same thing. Yeah, but wanting to spend family. time more with his family and that he, his wife has shouldered the load and, you know, it's time for him to kind of be around more and, and do that. And then, of course, he went back <laughs> to play. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean it is still so so that was an unusual conversation too from the man but this is different because i think that anyone else okay so let's take it off serena let's put Mm -hmm. it on like whoever Mm -hmm. i'm just like anyone yeah if they say i'm leaving because i want to focus on my family i don't i think there's um there's a bias like that's not a thing you can't leave and go be a mother that's not a thing I feel like is the general response. Right. See, and I feel like it's, oh, yeah, of course. Of course you are because you're a mom and, you know. Well, I just think when people leave the law firms, when women have, first of all, I think when women come back, it's like, oh, oh, she's back. So it's more expected that they just will leave at some point and people go, oh, well, right, because she has kids. So, you know. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And like, but what? I mean, like there's sort of an expectation that that have trying to do both is irreconcilable. And the ones that actually do are the weirdos versus the ones that leave are more, it's more expected. But that's just sort of my own little law firm bubble experience. Yeah, but but still, I don't know if it's, but are you thinking they've lost their ambition? Because she's clearly hasn't lost her Mm -hmm. ambition, Serena. She wants big things for the future, right? She's, you know, Mm -hmm. but that those big things aren't as good as being a tennis player. Right, right. I mean, I'm not thinking they've lost their ambition, but some people probably are. I think so, yeah. Yeah, And I think that's why this makes it such a big deal. I mean, I think lots of people probably are talking about this essay. People who, like me, barely know anything about tennis Mm -hmm. or Serena is the the aspect of that she talks about wanting to leave tennis and be a mother. If there Mm -hmm. were, this would be a non-essay if it was I'm leaving and I'm going to be a VC. I think you're absolutely right. It would be, there'd be no essay. Yeah, because and it's so, a huge part of this essay. It, it's a huge part, a mm-hmm. huge part. And so, and it's it's what she's angry about. She's mm-hmm. angry at the irreconcilability yeah. of it. And she's also tender and vulnerable. Yes. And I love oh. it. And I lo- love playing. And she says, tennis was a sacrifice. Nothing I with... Know her Olympia is a sacrifice Mm -hmm. it just makes sense yeah and whatever she likes I like I I wrote this is Corinne yeah (laughs) I know meaning I feel like you could have written that we had this conversation once where you said something about you know interests of your children or their interests because they're interests of theirs so you don't want to sit and play video games but if your son's interested in video games you're interested in video games yeah and and they don't you you can't separate the two. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. and I felt yeah. like that's what she was saying. Of course, it's not a sacrifice. Yeah, it's like what would be but a sacrifice? For I her? just love that she gave it all of its, yeah. all of its faces, which is yes. I'm angry, angry at it. It's if I was a man, I would not have to do mm-hmm. this, and mm-hmm. yet it's beautiful and wonderful, and I do want to go towards it. But yes, and it's yeah. time for me to go 
go in that direction. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm not happy about it. That's why I love that part. I don't I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to I say know. it out loud. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. oh. uh, it's a very complex uh, and very emotionally aware. High EQ. Yes. Right. Very it's much. That she and gets this. Yeah. She does. And then the end, I don't know why the end made me cry. Just the you know, I'm terrible at goodbyes. I think I'm terrible at goodbyes. Maybe that's why. But she's like, I'm terrible at goodbyes. The world's worst. But please know that I'm more grateful for you than I can ever express in words. You have carried me to so many wins and so many trophies. I'm going to miss that version of me, that girl who played tennis. I don't, I'm seriously, I'm going to start to cry again. It. I don't know why. That oh, girl it's beautiful. who played tennis. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. that girl who played tennis. But, <laughs> but, that's you know that's what she that's what she uh, is but now she's gonna get to be you know all these other things but that it, doesn't mean she's not gonna miss terribly yeah and what do you I mean we're way too this conversation has come for you and I way mm-hmm. too evolved like mm-hmm. we've already talked about Carrie Soto and because I, so right now at, probably as this episode could be playing mm-hmm. on someone's Apple yeah. Podcasts or Spotify, she's, we know either yeah. she's playing or we know what has happened at the right, U.S. Right. Open. Yes. And because she's and at the very least going to play in the first round, which right, will be. Because we're kind of acting like winning doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's, that's a hard, I mean, and she is, is trying to put forth that, that, it's not about whether she wins or not. It's just another part of her journey and when when it will be. But I don't know. I'm I'm rooting for her, but at the same time, does rooting for her make it worse? Are we supposed to make it easier? What is what do we want for what's happening right now? Well, you know, I think she does talk about that in the article that everyone, of course, has this fantasy that she will go out there and she will win one last one and beat Margaret Court's record and but and she's like and that's a nice dream you know like I'd I'd like that too like I love I like also that she's like don't get me wrong I I would love that like she wants to but but like it's probably not gonna happen so I you know I think she I think everyone sort of acknowledges that too and I think she's like Carrie Soto has to I think she has to have made peace with that going into it and that all we really want is for to watch her do what she loves like one last time you know for that little girl who plays tennis to just get to play some more tennis and and hopefully have fun and the I know but I want her to win I don't you're you're saying all the nice things but the truth of the matter is I want her to win I know I know I know (laughs) I'm I'm with you. I want I her to want win her too. To go out there and kick some ass. <laughs> yes, I listen. I'm with you. I yeah. I know. You we know, will. she seems to have made some peace with it when she says. And I believe you know, that. I do yeah. believe that. I do believe that she will not think of it as. I, I mean, I think maybe there's the difference between, and I don't know. It's interesting to think about what that difference means. I don't think Tom Brady was okay going out not. What no. he perceived on top. Oh, right? no. Nobody that plays at that level wants to go out that way. Um, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And that's why they all but end I, up trying yeah. one time too many. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, yeah. maybe yeah. you should have just hung up the cleats or put yeah. away the racket or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
But I feel like she's made peace. She has made peace with it. Yeah. Whatever I mean, she, the, the, the outcome is. Right. I and hope. she said people have, you know, they thought she was going to do it. Um, in London. At the last one. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. said, I, uh, you know, but I didn't get there. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I didn't show up the way I have or could have. But I showed up 23 times and that's fine. Actually, it's extraordinary. Thank but you. These, yeah, but she's like, but these days, if I have to choose between building my tennis resume and building my family, I choose the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you personally, as a tennis player and as a competitor, I, if it were me, I would, if if I was able to, I think, get to the place where she is, which is being at peace with not breaking the record and this being it. The one thing I would not want is to just get beat or to play poorly. Mm. Like, yes. but I never want to get beat. I say that to my kids too. Like, right. you you do what you can do. You play as hard as you can. If somebody, you know, so, so, well, I shouldn't say, if somebody beats you, like they beat right. you, just don't beat yourself. If she plays well, I, you know, and that's up to her. That's her right. own barometer. Right. I can't. Oh, I love you know? that. Yeah. So I would know uh, for myself personally wouldn't if I lost I lost but I know when I'm mad at myself when I think I really lost it's not about the score it's about what you put into it yeah Yeah, and I feel like she obviously must know internally for herself what that is yeah we all have that feeling and you know I've I've lost plenty of times where I'm not upset about it I'm like okay and I love to win yeah 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 so that's what I'm hoping for that she's got kind of like that but listen as the fan, I'm yeah. like you. I would yeah, love yeah, to yeah. see. And Venus got a wild card spot. So she's going to play in it too. And that just, then I went down after watching the, the movie. I went down a rabbit hole on Venus and Serena. And like oh. all stuff I know. But like, I don't know. It just all came back up for me. And and it that's, she does mention Venus in there too. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I think she is. Playing in her shadow. Part. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. I mean. The movie's really more about Venus because Venus was the one they brought up first yeah. because they couldn't get a coach to train them both for free. Mm-hmm. And so Serena was just always watching her and wanted, and that was a big motivator for her. So, Yeah, yeah I love how she yeah. said she watched Venus and learned her lessons. Mm-hmm. Like I saw yeah. why she lost just there and I saw what she yeah. did wrong here. And yeah, I thought that was yeah, really interesting. But it's, this is great. So you're right. When this airs, like they'll both, uh, William's sisters mm-hmm. will, will at least be playing one round. So, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, all it. right, yes, Learning I love lessons the all narrative. around here. I love, I do love competition, and I love a good story. So those things have me hooked. And then bring in motherhood and forget it. I'm like, we need, oh, forget it. We need an episode and, and vulnerability and <laughs> yeah. honesty and <gasps> anger and speaking truths and- that other people don't admit. Oh yeah. This is our wheelhouse. (laughs) This is it. So thank you, Serena, for that article. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com.
and keep it complicated.